0: This is Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy.
1: Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and every profession. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley and... I'm Kathy. No topic is not allowed on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics, and we like to feature experts, celebrities, and women who can assist other women in being the best they can be. Imagine going from being a hairstylist for 25 years to driving some of the world's biggest trucks at a coal mine in Canada and having your daughter join you. Claire and Caitlin Poirier are a mother-daughter team who work for Tech Coal. Caitlin was also a hairdresser before she began driving. Claire and her daughter were hired at the same time, and they work on the same crew. We wanted to learn more about how a mother and daughter decided to get into Heavy Hole after being a hairstylist, So we invited them on the show. Welcome, Claire and Caitlin. Thank you for being with us.
2: Thank you for having (laughs) us.
1: You have an incredible story. Um, How about you tell us how all of this began? I mean, that's really quite a switch from being a hairdresser to driving big, huge trucks.
2: Yeah, it was, um, it took a lot of thought wings, the pros and the cons. Um, I. We'd raised our family, our kids were grown and had moved out of the house. And our daughter had moved to Calgary. Our son was doing post-secondary school. And my husband worked away. And um, we live in a, an expensive part of Canada and Fernie's, you know, the real estate and just the cost of living is always increasing. And I was like, you know, I just think I should figure out a way to make more money and work a little less, have more days off when my husband was home. And with the four and four schedule, a lot of women had been going to tech and, um, you know, operating all sorts of heavy equipment. And one of my girlfriends had started at one of the other mine sites and she had, she was also a hairdresser actually in Cranbrook. And then she was just like, just go ahead, just apply and, and do it. She goes, you'll love it. If you like to drive, she goes, which you do. She goes, I can't see why you wouldn't love it. So she's like, put your big girl panties on and just do it. So I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I should. So I did. And um, I applied and uh, I was it probably about three months, I would say, three, four months. I got a, my interview right away. And um, yeah, I I started immediately. And it was definitely nerve wracking. Um just making the swap going to an industry that, you know, I, my, my dad was a coal miner and my husband was a coal miner before he went up to the oil industry, but you know, you've never, I hadn't been to a mine since I was a teenager. So I, it was all
3: kind of going to be new, but they have a great
2: training program and
3: you know, they were just just the fact that you applied is shows a lot about your character because a lot of women in, in other, um, job related, you know, other work areas would not even apply because they'd say, Oh, I can't do that. And, and age is a big, I mean, how old were you when you applied? Like I was 42 when I, when I went into, uh, trucking, how old were you? I was turning 47. See, there you go. Right. Most people wouldn't do that. So give yourself a pat on the back that you did. Yeah. (laughs) And i And I think too, I wanted to prove
2: to my kids, it doesn't matter how old you are or whatever you've done, you should never be really afraid to try something new,
0: right? you know, like
2: it's, it's hard to take that leap, but you know, if you just, you just kind of make your choices and you, we wrote a list and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I can't see why I can't do it.
3: I'm trainable. I know I'm trainable. Well, yeah, you know, I went to Women Building Futures back in uh, 2012 and I had, uh, you know, I had lost my nursing career and I was like, you know, homeless and kind of was in recovery and I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up 42. But when I uh, when I got into that program, um, it, this was in Edmonton, I was shocked to find out uh, the 16 women that got chosen for, for the Imperial Oil program, the pilot project. Most of them were over 44, 45, right? Right. And they were all doing a midlife career change. One had been in the army for 25 years. One was a, a staff sergeant in the Edmonton police <laughs> services for 25 years. One was a red seal chef. One was a postal office worker. Like it just didn't matter. And it's as no. almost as if that you hit a point and you're like, you know what? Why not? Why can't yeah. I change? Why can- Who says that you have to have the same career forever, right?
2: Yeah, well, I, um, <laughs> I heard once that you have like seven, an average of seven careers in your lifetime. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of close to, you know,
3: some people stick to something I think for five, add, six years and then motherhood is a career. Is it? Not? It is.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a lifetime career. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: No. And it was great. And then I worked there for a year and our daughter was in Calgary and was looking to come back to the valley and again with you know with it being expensive and wanting to purchase a home the coal mines it's a it's a decent living for here like you know so it's hard to kind of make that kind of money and she knew that I was enjoying working there and doing what I was doing so she applied and then yeah and then she got hired it's like (laughs) that's terrific yeah it's great uh,
3: Caitlin tell us how, how you felt when you when you decided to apply yeah because everybody's different right and there's the age difference and were you wondering well what if you know tell us
2: yeah I feel like it was definitely probably easier for me because when I went up there I already like kind of knew what I was getting myself in because I had the inside scoop from my mom so it was like a little <laughs> easier for me to make the decision because you're not walking in where you're like you don't know anyone and like yeah. Even though you just know one person, it's still more comforting than walking into a whole new industry, a whole new place, and it's a whole different lifestyle up there, like, isn't it? You though? know, when you get to like, like
3: oh my god, do your hair and
2: makeup to go be a hairdresser, and then you go up there and you're like filthy, dirty, covered in cool dust. You're in coveralls, that everyone has the same outfit on. Like, you would never catch me We're... matching outfits with someone before. Yeah, we all look like Fair. Smurfs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it was definitely easier for me but it's still an intimidating process because I'm a lot younger so it's like to go up there in my early 20s and you know you do feel like when you open up those doors that they can kind of never be shut again so you feel like it's your one shot to get into the industry and if you mess it up or if you're not ready or if the timing's not right like you don't want to screw it up. So it's a, it is and, a big decision.
3: What I've noticed from uh, when I started up there, like we, there was 12 of us, the, the Imperial had paid for 16 women to take this 12 week heavy equipment course. And they only hired 11 and wow. um, it's not meant for everybody because no, even no. a couple of the girls that got hired, once we got on to, uh, to site, and you know, number one, you'll take a look at that seven nine seven. You're like, holy crap! <laughs> I'd never seen a haul truck before. I had no idea they even existed. I felt like I was on a different planet, right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? But some of the some, there's a two or two uh, other women that even though because you have a three month training program, they couldn't quite get it. Do you know, like, because it's, 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 um, it's a different thinking process. It's a different environment and not everybody can back those suckers up. <laughs> no,
2: so, that's okay. true.
3: Right. Like when so, I got fired, there was eight of us, not all
2: women, but there was, um, four of us women and, um, and yeah, four, four women. And, um, yeah, there's only actually out of all eight. And I remember them telling us in one of the. Um, like training interview type things where you meet mm-hmm. everybody and kind of your orientation. And they're saying like only half will make it through or can, you know, will be able to survive and, and do this as a career. And I remember going home and t- t- telling Dave, I was just like, I bet you they got bets on the hairdresser. There's no way I'm going to give up. And you know what? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, they better not have bets on the hairdresser that she can't make it. I'm like, cause I'm going to make it. And, yeah. Absolutely. and sure enough, you. Like, We have one lady that she actually already did work. Um, she drove like smaller haul trucks for a contractor and stuff like that. But yeah, just the bigger trucks and backing up to the shovel or it, uh, it just wasn't her jive. And no. she, she only made it um a month yeah and and she quit and and um and we've had some people that have also like got one day on the truck i remember the first day i got on the truck just even they take you (laughs) you go with somebody else just as a ride along in the passenger seat and my stomach like when they (laughs) you know know, it feels like when you're 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 almost gonna turn tip over and it was like oh my god what is this oh i know holy smoke so you do have a feeling
1: like what did i get myself into
2: well you know it's intense too when they ask you in the interview if you're afraid of heights and i'm like i'm just going to drive what do you mean that's an important question to
1: ask if you're afraid
2: of heights because you are high up like they're massive equipment but it's awesome For the listeners who aren't
1: familiar, how high up are you? Well,
2: just to put it into perspective, like our tires are 12 feet tall.
1: That's so
2: yeah. And then a six foot man only comes halfway up your tire. And then I think it's as high as like a two story building. So it's like sitting in on the second level of apartment is where your driver's seat is. And then your truck's even taller than that because you're not sitting on the very top. So.
1: So it's massive be, equipment. That'd be kind of like me riding on top of my house. It's a two-story house.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're on the
3: roof. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah, you're pretty high up. And then, I mean, when you look around, compared to we're small compared to some of the equipment, like the shovels. Like we have female shovel operators up there, you know, grader operators, dozer. How many operators. people? How
3: many people in in your mind?
2: Um, on our crew I there's think 70 there's, of us yeah close to 70 per crew
3: and okay. there's four, four different, crews. different crews
2: so we're a okay. smaller mine like we are out of the four the smallest
3: okay so okay. how many women on your crew we have Ooh, quite a few we do
2: have a large amount we actually we have um another mother daughter her daughter just actually started I think we inspired them. Yeah, Yeah, they just started. And then we have a mother-son, a father-son. We have a couple um, uncles and Mm -hmm. yeah,
3: lots of family members on our crew. That's for sure, which is pretty cool to see. It, i tried to get my daughter and telling her all the benefits and everything and she you wants know, nothing to do with it which no. is fine i, I mean, feel like it's I mean, we each have her own thing you have to right? want to do yeah yeah like you yeah. gotta
2: want to do it or else it's not enjoyable like
3: no because and, and i really remember it's...
2: telling caitlin you know i felt like she could really do it and she would be good it's overwhelming at first but i'm like you're not intimidated to drive like we've always lived like five to 10 kilometers out of town and our kids always had to drive the highway right from Mm -hmm. new drivers, like drive winter conditions. And, you know, and I think that's always made a difference. We did lots of traveling when they were younger and it was like, you just drive according to the conditions, you slow down and be safe, but you should never be afraid or be held back by anything.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, it's like, just be cautious, take your time and, you know, yeah and so I'm like I feel like you could drive a haul truck I'm like you are you're a great driver Mm -hmm. and kudos Um, to you Caitlin for doing it for trying it yeah it's a it was a big jump but it's definitely you gotta weigh your pros and cons and it's you you know like if you can handle like I remember comparing it to when I moved to Calgary Um, I was a new driver I just turned 18 I drove a stick shift car in a city that was like so I grew up in a town of 5,000 people, and then I moved to a city that has 2 million. So you're, like, trying not to stall your car, trying to figure out what lane you have to be in, what lights, like, that's what I remember comparing it to when I first went up there. I'm like, you're learning the rules of the road, you're learning the equipment that you're driving, how to back in properly, what the code words are on the radio, and, like, it's a very overwhelming um, position to be in, but it was... I think it's great. Yeah. And the radio itself is overwhelming. Yeah. Like, I couldn't understand anything. And when I first started, me like, yeah. what?
1: what, what goes on on the radio?
2: It's just well, hearing people's voices too. Like someone will be like, Hey, 65 truck, like I need you over here. And you're like, who are you and where do you want me?
3: And, and then you learn yeah. people's
2: voices and who's running the equipment. And then it's just like talking, mm-hmm. you know, everyone based on their voice. Like you don't even need to see their face and then yeah, sure. understanding their voices. Like we work with some, men who are like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, pardon. And you only say it so many times before you're just like,
1: you oh just don't God. answer back because you can't understand I know.
2: we
3: have a guy from england nobody can understand him when on the radio when you have to ask him four or five times um i really yeah Yeah.
2: so true Oh my no gosh. but it's, it's a great industry and i think it's it's definitely not for everyone though and not just saying just for women like there's men that come up there that are like absolutely not this is
3: not for me it's yeah. uh yeah
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up.
1: Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on
0: social media.
1: Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro.
1: What would you say are the characteristics you need to have to take on this, this type of job?
2: I feel like the biggest thing is just like wanting to learn. I feel like a lot of it is like, people come up there and they're like, I'm a good driver and I know what I'm doing. But if you're like open-minded and willing to learn, um, mm-hmm. it's all in the way you take it. Like it's corrective criticism. And, you know, when you work with some older men who have been in the industry for 30 years, it can definitely be intimidating when they call you out and, you know, but it's coming from a good place. So as lo- you have to not be so sensitive, I find, when mm-hmm. yeah, that's it comes to said. taking like <laughs> corrective criticism because I want it to be good. So for me, it's like, I want you to tell me and not be shy to tell me because I'm a girl. So it's like, just speak up and tell me and I'll fix it. So I feel like the biggest thing is just like being open to corrective criticism. mm -hmm. And as long as you can do that, like, I think you can do any job.
1: So what do you say to truth? What do you say to women who say, well, gosh, this is a man's job. Women couldn't be good at this because I'm sure you you've heard this. (laughs) You know what? We are way better
2: listeners. So I think that's uh, (laughs) not true at all. (laughs) So it comes down to just like it is intimidating. So if you can put the scared scenario aside and just like take the plunge, I think there's there's nothing that they do that we can't. So. Yeah, and I think as long as you've got the drive, like, you know, I think if you're, if you want to listen, like Caitlin was saying, the corrective um, criticism, you know, I would ask our shovel operators when we were beyond the bus, like, how was my angle? Like, don't be afraid to tell me, like, if I'm not coming in right, or, you know, if I'm coming in too close, like, I'm not that I'm not sensitive where it's going to hurt my feelings, because I like no matter what I do in life, I like to do it. Well, I like to do it very well. I like to Mm -hmm. be the best, not necessarily the best on the team, but the best that I can be as an individual. I put a full effort into everything I'm doing and I want to learn it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think if you have that type of attitude that you're determined to learn and you want, you know, you want to look around and I like to, to, I guess, like observe also the other equipment, like we're, we're on our breaks. I like to watch the dozer operators and look at what they're doing and why I think they're doing it, you know, just for the certain, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to me. It's always just like, Because huh, maybe be one fun. day I'll want to do something else up there. Like we get job postings all the time. Do I maybe want to do a greater operator? I really like the idea of being a lot like being on the light duty loader or like the rubber tire you know, there's like
3: for, for the listeners out there. Um, um, the reason like I that my trainer at work is Claire's husband and Caitlin's dad. Oh, <laughs> how <laughs> very cool is himself. that, Kathy? <laughs> so,
1: Yeah.
3: So that man has um he he's trained me on the 24M grader, right, the biggest grader, and now I'm currently training on the dozer, the D11. And you have to, okay, number one, Claire, he, he, what did he tell me the other day? He said, if my wife ever says that I'm not a patient man, I want her to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I warned yeah. him, I said, Dave, I'm going to be the, your biggest challenge of your training career. I'm telling you that right now, because from, I mean, everybody learns different and the graders, yes. I mean, there's a lot going on. And right now the dozer, there's a lot going on. And the poor guy sometimes says, okay, I'll be back. You <laughs> know, gotta go. funny, Kathy, I got to step it, away. <laughs>
2: yeah. He was just explaining that too. And he's like, it's everybody. He goes, it's just finding a way that sometimes people don't understand the way that you're explaining it and they can yeah. understand it the way someone else explains it. And then he did, he was telling me about, um, you know, you being on the grader and then he's like, or on the dozer. And then he's like, you brought up a scenario to you like oh it's like baking you start in the middle yeah. and you
3: work your way out he goes
2: and that's what I, <laughs> like,
3: I said it's like rolling out dough for a pie right yeah, yeah. how funny and he's like um okay yeah he said yeah oh, he sure. said, i'm a baker i can make bread and uh, cinnamon it, buns i'm like what? yeah exactly. a big guy like <laughs> you making cinnamon buns I said, he <laughs> does <laughs> yeah and, and, like, and it so, is true yeah. we all do learn differently and i had to tell him i said dave you've been doing this for how many decades I said it's my first week on the dozer because he's very uh perfectionist I guess you could say he wants everything nice and smooth I said I've been on it for a week two days like just give me yeah. a, just, you know like take a step back remember when you started
2: but he's right. honestly
3: he is the most patient man I know because sometimes (laughs) I have to ask him at least 20 times um what was that again like
2: (laughs) he's always patient with you I think that's why we're quick learners us because we're (laughs) like he'll only tell us a couple times and then he's like I've already told you (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny how we can be different with our job but that's another bonus I think with us is that like when we were learning because we didn't even know the mining industry at all Mm -hmm. so it was like easy for us to go home and i'd be like the dozer operator like uh, uh, he kept backing me up and i felt like i was and he's like it's because this he, he yeah, would explain he's from the dozer it. operator's um, perspective yeah. or when that i'm backing the shovel i'd be like i don't know why this is happening so then he's like well it's happening because of this so it's definitely we have an insight that most yes. people don't have mm-hmm. to go home and ask our dad who runs all the equipment like sure. oh my dad and
1: so yeah. that's huge
2: Yeah, it's definitely a pro to help us in the long run. Because when you don't run the other equipment, you also don't understand what they want from you.
1: Right. You're like, why do you want me to dump
2: short this time and not next time? Or when they do stop you short, you feel like you're dirty dumping them. And they're like, nope, that's where I want you. And you're like, well, why? Mm -hmm. I was taught it has to go over or whatever. Or it's like, you know, so.
3: There's a lot of things or, that. I don't know about your mind, but we get stuck a lot. so often, if you get stuck on the dump, you're like, uh, I was just filling a hole for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, I just fixed that for you. <laughs> you yeah, and you exactly. owe me a thank you. <laughs> yeah, our
2: roads are definitely a lot better from what I hear from Dave. He's like, you guys, it's like more like a sponge. He's like, the, the road is always kind of heaving. Oh,
1: he it's says
3: wicked.
1: it's wicked. Oh, so, brutal. So. Um, when you have it raining or snowing, that's got to be a challenge, isn't it? Very oh, much. Yeah.
2: So very much. Yeah, and the fog. Like mm. sometimes it's like mm. all of a sudden that fog rolls in. Like even our last night shift, and even for me, I also um, I was running the drill water truck. Um, oh, I run when... the water truck too. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> So we, we blast all our rock and coal before the shovels can dig it. So, um, yeah, the drills have to have water to keep the dust down for the environment and all sorts. And, um, it was foggy and the haul was down. So the haul trucks were down. Um, I had trucked earlier in the shift and then they pulled me off to, to run the drill water truck. And I got, like completely spun around. I mean, I wasn't as worried because I knew all the haul trucks were parked, but it was like, all of a sudden, it's like, you don't even know where you are. You're following a berm and then you spin around and you think you have an idea of where you're
1: going. That's (laughs) such an awful feeling. It's probably the
2: worst weather up there because, you know, when it rains, you just, you deal with the roads, you call your graders, you slow down, you you just drive according. But when you can't see, it's Mm -hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. and especially when you're in the electric trucks you know you're loaded and going downhill and you can't just stop
3: have you so, done a? have you slid down the ramp yet i, I have a few times let me oh, tell yes. you it's, it's like yes. oh my god <laughs> right? flip down backwards yes. Once. Yes. yeah oh oh my god it's goodness. terrifying and One i remember we...
2: holding on to the steering wheel and like rocking back and forward yelling at, like at the truck yeah. like, no 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 <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> 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 And it happens so fast, right? It does. In the blink of an eye. Yeah, you just get on the radio and communicate. So everybody knows to stop. That's the number one thing when you're going through a situation. Mm -hmm. Rather sliding down a ramp or something like that. You know, it's like you immediately need to get on the radio and and inform the whole crew of where you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like for the hall to stop like you're sliding down a ramp sideways or you're spinning backwards or because it it does happen for sure. Now,
1: awesome. can they tell where you are if, if it's foggy? Do they have like GPS on each vehicle so they have an idea of where you are if you're in trouble?
2: Yeah, they do. Actually, yeah. we have um, it's called a Wanko system. So mm-hmm. it's like a touchscreen in our truck that has like a GPS. But okay. sometimes the fog will interfere with it.
1: Oh, dear. Wow. Oh. I didn't know fog could do that. Yeah.
2: So it can sometimes, the weather, the weather plays a huge part on the towers, I think, or yeah. Cause we have little wanko trailers that we pull around and that's what gives us our connection. So uh, sometimes they can be in a bad spot. Uh-huh. Um, cause the mine's always moving, right. We're always digging farther and farther away. So, um, it definitely can change, but yeah. for the most part, yeah, they have like a tracking and they can see everywhere that you are, okay. but there's the odd glitch in the system. Yeah, there is. And I mean, you have your um, everything's timed, right? Like, you have your fixed times, which is like when you're queuing at your loading unit, you know, you're, you're expected to get into your shovel, you know, within a certain amount of time, and you're expected to be able to back up to your dozer and dump your load in a certain amount of time, because it, I mean, it is production. So, you know, at first, you get familiar with just being a good driver and then as your confidence builds you know and being familiar with just your routine you you become faster and more efficient
3: have you ever wondered uh, second guess your your decision on on working in the mind like you know how sometimes that little committee in our head
0: <laughs> you
2: know <laughs> that- try to talk us
3: down and say oh well, what were you thinking woman <laughs>
2: right? no yeah.
0: I no. did not. I
2: mean, I miss my clients and I also worked for my best friend. I worked at the same salon for those whole entire years. So I mean, mm-hmm. you build relationships. I had clients throughout my whole entire career. So it was hard to let that part of it go. You know, where you kind of miss yeah. them um, but the change of the career and even going into night shifts, which I'd never worked a night shift till oh, I went there and I was like brutal oh at first I don't know how Kathy you guys do 14 of them I I don't it's even know brutal like yeah, I can't imagine uh, some
3: people work better on nights I don't the only reason the only reason I like night shift is because I have a lot going on in my life outside of work and so yeah. it gives me time to make the phone calls to you know do what I need to do whereas on day shift by the time we get back to camp it's like 7 seven thirty, and I'm like well you can't call right but no no, I find it very very difficult and I think the older I get the harder it is and it's like oh my god
2: well and I I found the lights like were so bright everything is so dark and then your equipment has these you know backing up to the shovel I'd be like can they aim those lights in a different direction like I feel like they're like it just took a little bit of time and the reflection you know like when you would come off Mm -hmm. a dump it would be like is that a haul truck like but it would be the lights from something from on the other side. So that took a little bit of like getting used to, I remember feeling very exhausted the first few months of just doing night shifts. Like when I got home, it was like, Holy.
3: Do you encourage any of your, your past clients or or your uh, friends at all to try it, to give it a shot to say, Hey, don't check this out as an option.
2: Yeah. Like uh, anybody that, you know any of my friends or or clients that are like, oh, they need a change or whichever. It's like you should apply at Tech. You yeah, know they've been. I do the same. You gotta to try it. <laughs> yeah. What and I say like, is, it's men. As best long kept as secrets. you like to drive, if you don't enjoy driving and you find driving a struggle, I think um,
0: you yeah. would find
2: twelve hours of driving a haul truck back and forth, back and forth, a little bit chaotic and and not something so enjoyable where you know now it's like I can listen to the radio I can crank my tunes and I can drive the truck and it's just like back and forth and Mm -hmm. and I am a little bit competitive so I like to make sure that I'm doing it as efficiently as as I can and we you know it's kind of funny like we flick the lights at each other and we make faces as we drive by each other in our equipment and lay on our horns like We make, you know, make it a little bit fun as well. It's important to do that sort of stuff because it keeps everyone awake. Also, oh sure, poking a little fun is like anything else. Good, yeah, yeah. And they're your work family. We hang out with them more than our friends. You know, by the time you get home and you know, dedicate a day off to hanging out with your friends and stuff, but you spend four days in a row 12 hour shifts with these people so you yeah. get to know them fast and and a 40 minute bus ride from yeah. our house to get there that, yeah we get wh- transportation from town um for our mine site so it's nice like it's a good social mm-hmm. it can be as social or anti-social as you want it which is kind of nice like on uh-huh. your days when you go to be a hairdresser and you're feeling quiet and like you know don't you don't want to chat it's like too bad you have to where it's nice. Right. You can just be on the radio less and, you know, talk less mm-hmm. at your job sure. at the mine. but the days that you are social and you, you can poke as much fun and, you know, chat with yeah. everyone as much as you want. So it's a good balance.
1: Sure. That's what I was going to yes. ask. What is it like as a mother daughter relationship working in, in seeing each other every single day that that doesn't happen a lot. How does that work?
2: It's, We're lucky because yeah. we get along really We've well. Always been close. <laughs> So we um, we've always done lots of things together with both of our kids, always on days off, you know, even as they grew up, if Dave was home and it was a weekend off, they'd be like, "Oh, what are we doing? Like, Dad's off. What's the plan this set? Are we ice fishing? Are we doing this? So, you know, we've mm-hmm. our our family's always been number one, and we've always done, I guess a lot of good quality time together. and Working together, it's like I always, you know, you you give your kids your information as they get older, and then it's up to them to choose what they do with it. You know, like I don't want to micromanage. Of, no, you,
3: no. There's a lot of couples like, at our at our at our site. Like I've been there for ten years, and um, there's a lot of uh, couples working on the same crew. You know, sharing the same room. And I'm thinking, I I could I personally couldn't do it. I need space. <laughs> So, but um, it's really good that you guys, I mean, mother daughter, if, if anything, sometimes they were saying it brings you closer right mm-hmm. because you can share the same experience and you can talk well, about and it, it
2: is nice it is we have something now like more in common with my dad like where before he'd always come home and talk about mining and we're like you we don't even know what you're talking I about understand. Like, <laughs> i'm like what do you do up at the mine and he's like i run shovel and i'm like i don't even know what that is like, yeah no concept of <laughs> how big these machines really yeah, are dark. like yeah. So now it's like you can, it's actually like a very family bonding thing Only come back and all talk about.
1: That is so cool. You've got something that would bring the family together and you've got something that you can talk about and relate. You can all relate to each other. See, that's another benefit of trucking. It brings families together.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. welcome back to women road warriors with Shelley johnson and kathy Takaro.
3: so what do you um, find the hardest thing in in the job itself because it's not all um it's not all roses right we both know that no so For what me, do you the find thing
2: is yeah. the moods like you know we all have things that go on in our personal life so Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes the mood can be low at work so just like trying to not let it affect you because you're there for 11 more hours is Mm -hmm. probably the the hardest thing and other than that it's like you make it as enjoyable as kind of you want where I like to listen to music so it's like you can Mm -hmm. crank your tunes try and just like you know keep the keep the positive vibe in your own truck and but other than that like I think it's it's great. The balance is good between like your work and your home life. You can work as much or as little as you want. We have lots of people that work extra overtime. Um, yeah, it is good. That would be the hardest thing for me is just I'm a mood person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. when the crew is crabby, it's hard for me to be like, okay, you came to work happy today. You don't have to be crabby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta put yourself in a box, you yeah. know, where the energy is not contagious it's like okay i'm just going to reflect that off and not let it affect me because you don't know what people are going through or we have a lot of people that do live away as well and they come and stay at the valley on the four days that they're working so you know they have travel on top of that Mm -hmm. and um
3: yeah it's, when I wrote it's, my book, did Dave give you a, each a copy? He did, yes. yes thank okay, you. good, I good. had an
2: opportunity to open it up yet to
3: take, a, <laughs> take a look, but I will definitely no, but, in the new year. Talking about mental health, when I wrote the book, um, like I had a pretty rough life and I wrote it for women and youth. <clears throat> and uh, once the book was about to come out in 2017, about th- three days before the release, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, oh my God everybody at work is going to know right yeah and it, it I was I couldn't sleep for three days because I'm, I'm thinking oh my god am I going to get fired like you know because only people knew that I was a nurse but I'm generally happy and you know whatever the superficial facade that people put out there you don't know the real story you don't know that's no right god.
2: and sometimes so, you like it that way where you're like well, my personal yeah. is my personal my work is my work
3: but like in, in where where I come from, what I'm doing it with my life, and my um, I, I guess my, my personal mission is to to help people through that. So when the book was about to come out, I, I was really really. Uh, Like anxious over it. So what I did until I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, don't tell me these big tough guys don't have life issues and problems. And you know, either there's there's always suicide, and maybe there's suicide in the family. There's cancer. There's death. There's maybe maybe they've been sexually assaulted as a kid that you know they they don't tell anybody. So I went in front of my crew, and at the time there was what 150. And I said I put my book up on either screen, and I said, "You see that book? It has nothing to do with mining, like nothing." <laughs> yeah. And I said, "It's it's about you know, work overcoming depression and hardships and abuse and trauma and loneliness, but you know, and it's also about courage." And I said, "I want you to hear it from me and not from gossip out of the lunch shack. This happened, this happened, this happened. Um, I'm not asking you to buy the book. I'd ra- and or even read it I personally. I'd rather you not read it, <laughs> but if you know someone." <laughs> That, that that's struggling you know maybe pay it forward to them and yeah. what that did oh my god so instead of talking about oh so what'd you do on days off and or uh you know what's steak night tonight or mm-hmm. talk about the weather all that superficial crap people are actually having conversations real conversations about mental health in the workplace and that is what the whole goal was because now people are being real and they're human. So now I have people from all over site, different departments coming to me and saying, Hey Kath, you know, uh, I got a couple daughters <clears throat> that are, you know, in their teens and they're really struggling. And I heard about your book and, you know, all this stuff. And um it's inspiring. That that, that yeah. changed everything for me. It it really did. Yeah. And even our toughest, oh uh
2: do you know Jean Drader? <laughs> i do i've only met gene once but yeah okay he's, I, a, Dave he's like a
3: Jean. tough yeah they're, they're 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 good friends he's the yeah they work together here for a long time right he's a yeah. tough nugget and he's actually quite intimidating you know kind of remind me of the grinch a little bit he's a little yeah a little, a, little, a little afraid of the guy and so he comes up to me one day we're both at the lunch room hanging our, our coats up and he's over you know maybe 20 feet over and he looks at me and he goes he stops he goes, "Hey." And I like, oh god, he's talking to me. <laughs> so I go, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. I look me? over. I'm like, yes, Gene. <laughs> and he says, "You're Buck." I'm like, uh huh. He says, "I want a copy." And I just about fell over. I'm like, huh? What? Like, real? I almost said, "You read." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
3: I'm like, okay. I was so stunned because yeah. now my 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 target audience. He just didn't fit the image of what I had wrote the book for, and so that changed everything for me because now I know, I knew, I recognize that I'm reaching people that I had, you had uh, no idea. I had no yeah. idea, right? And yeah. so that, and so, well, in order to protect his image, the next day when I brought him the book, I put it in a black garbage bag and I kind of slid it to him under the table. I said, <laughs> yeah. "I don't want to wreck your image there, Gino." So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, so true.
2: I mean, it's yeah. you well, don't know what struggle is real through. for so many people. Oh sure. my God. Yeah. And I think even just even the last two years, um, two, two and a half years with COVID, that was also yeah. another big factor. It, it impacted a lot of people in a lot of different ways.
1: Huge um, challenge. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah,
2: it, it has been a huge challenge. And, um, you know, it's, and I think too, it's baby steps you know, Mm -hmm. like when you're making change or making decisions in your life, it's not always to set the bar so high, set it as one, like day by day and one success at a time, Yeah. you know, instead of where everything needs to be at the end. And, and I think we always have choices, like, even when I decided to, to go to the mine and you know, my husband was just like, I, I believe you can do this. He goes, Mm -hmm. you're a good driver and you like to drive. He goes, you're probably going to love it. And he's like, give it a shot. But he's like, you know what, if it's not for you, then you make a change again. Like nobody says you have to stay with Mm -hmm. that decision when you make it.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: You know, and that goes with anybody for any
1: career. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Give it a shot. Anything you do in life, like you just got to, at the time, if you think it's right, then you do what you think is right. And in six months or a year later, if that doesn't feel right anymore, then you take make the a leap change. and and figure out how you're going to make that change. But you mm-hmm. never know until you try. And it's funny how sometimes you'll see people at work and you almost have like this, they'll never make it like in this industry and they surprise you. So it's like, you never know if you will like it. And maybe you will surprise yourself too, on how much you like being a dirty coal miner yeah 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 it's it's been really good I think for me the biggest challenge was definitely learning the radio like that was extremely overwhelming like you said being able Mm -hmm. to hear what people were saying I didn't even understand half their words Mm -hmm. and then and also night shifts you know because I don't sleep great during the day but it's like you figure out a routine I know I have to get up really early in the morning And then, you know, I have to stick to what I'm doing so I can, you know, get a little bit of a nap in the the afternoon. So it's, yeah, it's just, you you know, when it comes to
3: career choices and changes and and planning, you know, what are you going to do? I've always believed that if you don't design your own life, right, your own life plan, chances are that you're going to fall into someone else's idea of what they want you to do. Right. That's and right. what do they true. want you to do? Probably not much. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot so of true. jealousy. There's a lot of toxic people. There's narcissism. There's people that don't want to see you succeed. Yeah. So I know in my own personal life, I had to step away from a lot of people and just say, you know what, right now, this isn't about you. This is about what I want, what I need. And you have to set those boundaries. And yeah, it, uh, what's health and and even sometimes even if it's family, like my own personal family was, was very toxic for a few quite a few years. And yeah. I just had to step away so I could heal, so that I could get clarification in who Kathy is and what Kathy's gonna be doing with her life and and get more direction, oh, not from their opinions, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's
2: you gotta lead your own healthy lifestyle, no matter what mm-hmm. that is, what brings you some sort of Of joy I guess like you got to work a lot of years Mm -hmm, you do as well so I mean a
3: constant it's still changing absolutely
2: so and and we change as individuals so your your needs and your wants change Mm -hmm. you know as you mature or you grow as well as your life changes so you know I I just think as long as you're willing to accept change and to learn new adventures and I don't know. I, I, I would say you're never too old to learn new tricks.
3: There you go. You know, hey, I'm learning you the can, dozer at 53, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like that's
2: yeah. awesome. Kathy. Great yeah. for you. Like, yeah. You, we'll
3: oh all have God, our struggles Terrifying. When learning something new. Yeah, absolutely. I, to, I did something terrifying. so stupid the other day that the, um, I was, Dave was always kind of, yelling it inside the truck like Kathy take your foot off the decelerator because right? <laughs> I'm always because these things are big <laughs> mm-hmm. and so what, it, what I was climbing up over a berm and um, I was I was putting the brakes I guess and I decided wait a minute you know I'll take my foot off well when I went over the berm I should have put the brakes and I didn't and I crashed down hard And I I get out and right in front of Dave's truck. Right. (laughs) And technically the Mm. mine trainer. I'm thinking, okay, that's a big no, no. (laughs) So (laughs) I get out and I go, I go look at the front of the blade. Just like, did I wreck it? Because I crashed hard. (laughs) (laughs) and then I get in the truck and there's Dave laughing so hard he's actually crying okay I've known him for eight years I've never seen him laugh so hard trying to get his bed ask him about it when we hang up and I'm trying to catch his breath and he's laughing and laughing and he's like oh my god that's the funniest thing I've ever seen he said your hair was everything (laughs) <laughs> and, right for the circus, and then he says to top it off you go check to see if the dozer's okay <laughs> yeah That's and great. then he stopped and said oh by the way are you okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah okay yeah oh yeah <laughs>
2: I'll tell you Sometimes 20... you really truly do just rattle yourself. Like I know we've launched off a couple jumps, and it was like, oh my god, like where yeah. did that <laughs> oh, come from? Like, oh, my... <laughs> sure. yeah, uh... it's it's crazy.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up.
1: She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, It sounds like it's an exciting job. It's challenging, but maybe in anything, if a woman wants to try a whole new career, it's just a matter of keeping an open mind and giving yourself yeah. a break and just doing like giving you said, yourself a chance. baby steps. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Believing Absolutely. in yourself is the bottom line. Uh-huh. Believing yeah. you yeah. can do it.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. So now Put that I'm training on Dozer, it. I honestly know with every cell in my being that I can do anything I want. There you go. Right. aspect of my life having run that thing so yeah I didn't say Absolutely. I ran it well but right <laughs> I but understand. I mean it's
2: it's like anything over time it gets yeah. better and it gets easier and you get sure. er, things become more natural it just becomes part of the instinct when you get yeah. in that piece of equipment you don't really have to think so much anymore yeah. right when you're yeah. just learning you're thinking about every little detail that sometimes you miss something you're like oh yeah shoot I forgot about that because you're focused Uh so hard on something else one for you guys too like you're off for 14 days so it's you probably Mm -hmm. feel like you just get good at the end of your set and then you have two weeks off and then your first day back you're like oh man I was doing so good at the end of my last set Yeah. yeah
3: yeah like I've just what I've done what 10 days now on the dozer and now I'm heading back next week and it's going to be two weeks of sheer darkness because there's no sunlight up there at this time, right? So learning uh, that those are in the dark on top of your topping piles and there's crevices and it's like a canyon down there. Like, holy crap, if I topple over, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. see anything and you're unsure of the machine. It's new, it's, yeah. It's, a little it's intimidating, intimidating
2: for yeah. sure, you know? But it's like you say, the determination yeah. and, yeah. you know, just you know having the courage to be to talk yourself through
3: i recommend it to every woman that i meet you know i said it's men's best kept secret don't Uh let them um tell you otherwise and give it a shot just try it yeah
2: we have a great crew too like our crew they're you know i find they're super encouraging Mm -hmm. you know like they'll tell you things to help you out a little bit you know even if you're going into the shovel when you very first start you're thinking well maybe i should you know, going counterclockwise instead of counterclockwise, and yeah. you do it, and then they'll just be they'll kind of tell you, you know, follow the cable, do it this way, or you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. um, you know, our what- crew reminds me of the breakfast club, like <laughs> yeah. I always refer it to as that, where it's like we're it, I feel like it works so well because we're all so different, like we have yeah. young females, we even have you know a couple like older females on our crew we have a couple of the one of the guys that are he's been on our crew for 28 years yeah and um so you know we have some very experienced with some not very experienced and it's legend. all over the <laughs> yeah so it's perfect because it's not all you know young or not all old vets who are like yeah it's a good balance. I'm so it, sure they're confident cool. the bit some days that some of our, us newbies, like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> even some of the older guys too. Like yeah. you think, yeah. you know, at the yeah. beginning, I feel like you want to impress so much, but after you've been doing it for maybe 10 years, you're, some people get a little discouraged and they're like, whatever, I don't even care anymore. But it's, it's a great balance, our crew for sure.
1: That's terrific. Yeah.
2: It's you. exciting. Yep. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show. We actually are out of time here, but this has been fun, Claire and Caitlin. I really appreciate you sharing your experiences.
3: Yeah, oh, this has been great. Been thank, great. You. thank you guys for having us. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. It's been a
1: blast. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, hopefully <laughs> so you've inspired some ladies to do this. This would be great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyone out there that, you know, is second guessing their on anything that they want to do, no matter what mm-hmm. the industry is it's yeah. um take the leap just just do it put yeah. your big girl panties on and just <laughs> yeah yeah and just suck it up and and give it a shot and you'll suck su- it up and just do it i yourself. like that <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah absolutely it's great it, thank it's you
2: a great, great yeah thank you guys so much
0: you've been listening to women road warriors with shelly johnson and kathy takaro if you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at
1: Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.Live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.Live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at TNCRadio.Live.